We really should stop this fighting. Otherwise, we'll miss the fireworks. There won't be any fireworks. And here we go. And welcome, everybody, to Socket. I am the great and powerful King of Kings, Prince of all that is awesome, Derek. How the fuck are you guys tonight on this Friday? January 22nd of the year that has been 2021. Whew. We're about a month in. Things kind of start to seem to be calming down. But I'm not getting my hopes up. Because <laughs> things... You, you can't trust... You can't trust this world anymore. It's not even the country anymore. I mean, shit's happening up in Canada. There was like some sex scandal with their like governor general. I don't even know what's going on there. And then shit here and there's just everything everything everywhere so you know what we try to keep it lax here we try to keep it light and funny and try to at least but then sometimes we take wild right turns and crazy shit happens too but hey that's what happens it's live oh well and tonight doesn't get any different because tonight i have a lead singer of a band that's been around since I was in high school for 25 fucking years, these guys have been rocking your ear holes. And they're not about to let down their their stamina anytime soon. Um, the lead singer's been quoted as saying, Listen, here's to another 25 more, so let's see what else happens. Because they got some new stuff coming out, which, by the way, sounds fantastic. Um, I was rocking out to it for the last couple of days, and it just, whoo! Fantastic stuff. So we'll talk about that and more with the lead singer of Five Finger Frenzy, Reese. What's up, man? What's going on, brother? How are you? You know what? I can't complain. Um, yeah, I want to see that shirt you're wearing because I'm a huge Marvel fan, and all I can read is the top of the comic. Oh, buddy, it's an Avenger shirt. Yeah. Sweet. Oh yeah, I, I'm. I my entire wardrobe is nothing but Marvel shirts. I am a huge Marvel nerd. Actually, right before we came on, right before I came down here to get everything set up for the show, I was watching uh, episode three of Wandavision. Well, I just watched it too. <laughs> I guess Spider Man and Cap. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I, um. My uh. My left arm is gonna be filled with uh. I have my right arm already done, but it, that's like all personal stuff. But my left arm is Marvel dedicated. Yeah. I have been a fan since I was seven years old. And the first time I picked up a Spider-Man co um, comic book when he was wearing the black suit and Venom yeah. wasn't even a thing. And I was just hooked. And I've been hooked for 31, 32 years now. Holy shit, I'm old. Um, yeah, I mean, so when other people are like jumping on the bandwagon, I love the movies. Well, did you read the comic books? No, well, let's talk. <laughs> no, man. I got Secret Wars number eight where he gets the symbiote from that machine uh, on the on the planet. So cool. Such a good, oh, uh, yeah. I mean, and, you know, 
we'll get to the music here in a little bit. But now, <laughs> now that I found out we have common nerddoms, we're going to talk for a second. Because this year is going to make up for the last year, in my opinion. Because so. we've got four movies and five TV shows. Come. I mean, it's kind of saturated. It's going to kind of all happen really, really fast. But I think we need it because we didn't get anything last year. We're supposed to, we were supposed yeah. to get, you know, Black Widow and Eternals. But now this year we're getting Black Widow, Eternals, uh, Shang-Chi, and, you know, Spider-Man on top of, you know, WandaVision, you know, Loki, Falcon Winter Soldier, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm like, oh. It's, it's, it seems like it's too much, but you end up just wanting it every time. Like every time WandaVision ends, I can't wait for the next one. You know what? Last week I thought was the perfect what the hell is going on here? Yeah. Like, but then today, whoa. Like, right. like they let you in on some stuff. Like, <laughs> I, I noticed right away, I'm like, wait a second. What is going on here? Because it's like, okay, so does she know or does she not know? But then you pretty got the answer pretty quickly that she knows. And it's her mind. But then at the same time, where does sword fit into all this? Yeah. And that's kind of where I'm going. Like, are they going to follow, you know, vision and the uh, Scarlet witch comic book, or are they going to go a completely different direction? Because I mean, I don't care if you spoiler alert, whatever, if you want to watch the show and you haven't watched it yet, turn it off now. But now that uh, William and Thomas are involved, is Mephisto going to get involved? Because that's what happened there. So, I, you know, I'm just, I'm, um, uh, see, I told you we could talk about this for hours. I, I'm really, 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 really curious. Right. It just feeds you just enough. Look, I'm glad that last week they put out two episodes because I, the first one, I was like, this is odd. It was not at all what I expected. It was like watching the Dick Van Dyke show or something. Yeah. Um, but they still kind of threw in little hints of what was going on, you know, especially yeah. the beekeeper at the end there of uh, the episode two. Um, yeah. And then the first episode, you know, when the, you know, sword is just sitting there watching her. Um, but yeah. So, but then her throwing Monica Rambeau, excuse me, not Ram. I'm sorry. What, what's her name? Um, whatever her name is on the show right now, but it's Monica Rambeau. Yeah. Throwing her out of the world it back to the sword base. So it's like, okay, she does know where she's at and she has control. So we see that now because last week she said no and then rewound time. And then today, Vision's like, something's weird going on here. And she blipped and then said something else. So she knows, but is it in conjunction with her or is it, uh, that's the question. And how is it all going to tie in? I'm, I'm so stoked. It's so good. It's cool. It can it's go, so cool. It could go in so many different directions. All I know yeah. is that this is going to lead directly into um you know dr strange multiverse of madness which comes out like in 22 comes out so next year yeah yeah but between then and now we also have spider-man which is going to have dr strange in it so are yeah. they going to play the multiverse you know thing in there because there's been they have to they, there's so can... many rumors well like they they've had andrew garfield and toby mcguire and uh What's the dude's name that played Doc Ock? All these people, Jamie Fox. Yeah, yeah. They're all they're they're all in the casting list. So something is happening. 
with the multiverse. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I've even heard rumors that Miles Morales is going to get introduced as well. Um, I've also heard rumors that Willem Dafoe might be coming in and also uh, Charles DeHaan, you know. So there's, there's, uh, there's some, there's some, uh, yeah. It's so cool. It really is. And, you know, for someone who's been a nerd like me for 32 years, to see the stuff that I was reading as a kid now come to life on the big screen in ways I never imagined possible. Yeah. I mean, they teased it for such a long time with, you know, the first, with Tommy McGuire and Spider-Man's then, but it wasn't, didn't have that big uh, feeling to it because it was missing so much around it. And plus it wasn't oh, yeah. really follow the comic books. And then Iron Man happened and you yeah. knew something was going to be huge and it, they've completely lived up to every single expectation. Yeah, I think I think Avengers Endgame is the best movie ever made. So do I, I. just hundred percent agree. So with good, you. it is my favorite it, movie of all time. Yeah, I mean, like I want to say, there's theatrical releases that are that are more emotional or um, just deeper. Maybe like maybe you can say you had better actors, but in terms of what I love. It was the culmination of just like 20 films coming together and being, you know, I'm 47. This is like all I all I cared about when I was a kid and it's alive and they do it so well. They did. I mean, it's so good. You know, um, Robert Downey Jr. pulled off a, you know, a, <laughs> a performance of a lifetime. He yeah. will never, ever be able to pull off what he pulled off in Endgame ever again. And that last 40 minutes of movie, I mean, from the moment they walk outside and, you know, that immediate fight between them and Thanos, you just, I I started to get goosebumps. And then all of a sudden you hear Sam on your left. And then all of a sudden just everyone, at that moment, once I saw that first portal open, I bawled like a freaking baby yeah. and didn't stop crying the entire rest of the movie. It was just so much emotion. And then yeah. Avengers assemble. It was like, Oh, so, <laughs> so, fucking so good. cathartic. When cap picked up Mjolnir, you just like, I was like, there's, I can't, go back to regular life after this. This is the coolest thing I've ever seen. It really was. And and for people that were comic book nerds, you knew that he was worthy. And yeah. they teased it in Ultron. Yeah. Um but then, you know, and I think at that point in time, I think Cat knew he could lift it because he yeah. he wiggled it. Which he, is so much cooler because he was just like, "No, I'm not going to do this to Thor." Yeah. He that's knew exactly it. what it was. He didn't want to do it to Thor until the time was right, and he knew the time was right. Oh, so, damn, now I need to go watch that movie again for like the <laughs> 50th fucking time. So well made. Whenever I'm feeling down, like that yeah. is like the movie I go to. I cannot not get enough of that movie. Yeah. So damn Agreed. good. Agreed. And, oh, and like today when Monica Rambeau freaking mentioned, you know, Ultron. Oh, yeah. I got, oh, my hairs on my arms stood up on their ends. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, okay, here we go. And then and Pietro. Uh, and then, I, do you think that's why she threw her out of the out of the bubble? 
Because she, well, I don't, I think she did because, well, we don't know what was said in between True. the time that they cut away and then right. she threw, because they went outside the vision with Agnes or Agatha, whoever she is. I, speculation a rampant on that one. Is she the witch? You know, who knows? But then who is Herb? And, and there's there's some, oh God, that, that's some stuff there. But we don't know what was said. <laughs> So I'm no, curious. You're right. Yeah. But I think I'm I'm pretty sure she's the witch. Um and her husband Ralph, who we've never seen, is Mephisto. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. So cool, man. <laughs> I hope you're right. Yeah. I love it. Um, and I've also heard rumors that um we're gonna get Petro back in this. I would love that. He's one of my favorite comic book heroes. I mean, she could theoretically bring him back. But at the same well, time, the same time what she could do is kind of because of the, the multiverse, she could kind of merge and she could be the one to bring the X-Men in and she can bring in what's his name who played Quicksilver in the X-Men universe. Because yeah. he he was well loved. So it's possible that yeah. he's he's one of the ones that they kept because as of right now they've only kept um, uh, Ryan Reynolds. Everyone else got the can, but Evan Peters, right. Evan Peters was badass. He was like one of the best ones in those damn movies. So it's possible they can For bring sure. him back. So I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's oh so much good stuff. So fun, so fun to talk about. Uh, it really is the 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 speculation and the the direction you know is is crazy because i mean especially now especially with these three episodes it's almost like straight from you know vision and the scarlet witch comic book from what is it 98 86 85 somewhere in there yeah i haven't read it so oh. it's following it pretty closely oh it's it's following it almost to at cool. um especially the twins um yeah there's some there's some interesting stuff going on there Okay. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm just so, yeah, <laughs> it's so cool. Dude. It's so, 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 so cool. So, so it's cool. A, it's a good time to be alive. It really is. I mean, last year to not get anything comic book related, um, you know, with the exception of freaking wonder woman, which was a huge stinking ball of shit. I um, seen it. Oh my! I, I I am not a DC fan. Same with me. By I, any I'm means. just like, I liked the first Wonder Woman. I did. The other DC movies, I'm just like, what? What are they no. doing? No, I haven't liked anything DC has put out since uh, the Dark Knight. Yeah, since Christian Bale Batman. Yeah, I mean, and what Heath Ledger did. That was the last time I enjoyed, oh. like, thoroughly enjoyed a. DC movie. I've never, I never read the comics. I was never a DC person. Never yeah. read them. Um, but I've always been Marvel. But I was like, you know what? This is the only thing comic book we've had all year long. Let me give this a chance. Because I did like the first Wonder Woman movie. And yeah, it wasn't it, bad. It was, this movie just, it, it killed all the momentum in my opinion. Alright, I'm, I'm going to wait till it's like on Netflix or something and watch it. I mean, I watched it on HBO Max, but yeah, it was. I mean, it's just. Ugh. 
if I didn't already have a subscription to HBO Max, I wouldn't have watched it. I wouldn't have like yeah. paid fifteen bucks to watch that movie. But I already really? had the subscription, so I was like, whatever. But yeah. So anyway, um, anyway. <laughs> enough comic book talk. <laughs> uh, um, how is everything going with the you know the the band the music? I mean, what was the idea behind you know putting out a new album now during these weird times to where you can't tour? Yeah, so we um, we've been kind of chipping away at this album for about four years. Um, it's just it's been difficult because the way we used to write was completely different. We all lived in Denver. We just go together, jam, you know, if somebody had some idea for a song, we'd just kind of work it out together. And um, I would listen to the music and think about what it sounded like it should be about and write some lyrics. Usually we were so far ahead. Um, and, you know, like back then we were on a label. So the label always wanted us to put out like an album a year. And so we'd have music and I'd still be writing lyrics like in the studio, sometimes as I was tracking them. Um, which I don't know. I mean, it, it was fine, but I think we could have done better. And so we've kind of taken this other course where we, we really spend too much time working on songs and it took us uh, seven years, eight years between the last album. We did put out an EP in the middle, but, um, just too long, just because we're kind of chewing over stuff and Scott who's the the he's our bass player now he was he used to be our guitar player he mails me stuff and we'll chat back and forth and it'll go to the other guys who will weigh in and just kind of gets bogged down because we're all over the country right now um but it it just seemed like with, with us not playing shows we had a little bit more time freed up we don't play a lot of shows we probably pick, play like less than 20 a year and it's mostly flying out you know like the last one we did we flew to orlando and, and then flew some like southwest to atlanta the next day and played with mxpx and uh and then we go home you know you go home and have a hangover the next day and and then go back to work on monday um but we just i think what was happening with us writing lyrics with us writing for this album was that it became increasingly more political just because of the times. And we felt that by June, it was, you know, I had to track vocals so we could try and get it out. We tried to get it out before the election and it ended up coming out right after, you know, like last week, like right after the Capitol was stormed. So it's still pretty fresh, good yeah. political commentary. Yeah, um, and that was probably the craziest. I mean, there's no way around it. I mean, that was the craziest thing I've ever seen in my lifetime. I mean, yeah. I I think that shocked me more than 9-11. Yeah. Because that was I, our own people. You know, that what I think stinks is it, it seems like so many people are just trying to normalize it. Like, no, no, it's just a riot. They've been rioting since the summer, you know, it wasn't a riot, you know, like, and you know, like, I feel like the, the right is like, no, no, it's Antifa or, you know, in the summer, you know, 
brown people broke into Starbucks. And so this is our turn. And you're just like, oh, my God, shut yeah. up. Comparing, you know, the, comparing the two was, uh, is completely uncalled for. It's not a Starbucks. It's our capital. Like, if you heard on the news, hey, uh, you know, the, the, the capital of, of Ecuador was, was overrun by a mob, would you just be like, oh, those guys are just exercising their right to free speech? Or would you just be like, oh, that's the end of that country? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, like, I feel like the world just heard that and is like, oh, my gosh, what? Yeah. And still, if you know, like, we're, we're just like, well, we've arrested 20 people now. And it just seems like. They're not done yet. Yeah, I know they're not done, but some people are being let go on bail. And I thought that I thought that an act of treason was like punishable by death. I don't I mean, I'm not advocating for that. Yeah, I'm not advocating for that. But like, it doesn't seem like you should just let somebody out on bail if they've done this yeah. act of treason against the country. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty sad to where I'm watching on Wednesday. Um, and I only watched, you know, the last hour of the whole thing because I know it was broadcast pretty much all day. But I only watched the, you know, actually seeing her and him get inaugurated, and mm. watching him his speech, which, by the way, it was just amazing. But I'm sitting there in the back of my mind, going, "Please don't be assassinated. Please don't be assassinated." And that's a sad thing in my head to think yeah. that because of what we saw on the sixth, that that was possible this past Wednesday. Yeah. It's pretty heavy. It is. But, you know, he, he's made it three days. <laughs> so let's let's see if we can keep this going. Um They are already trying to impeach him. <laughs> that that yeah, that senator heck? from Georgia or no, Congresswoman from Georgia. Oh my god. <sighs> oh my god. <laughs> she she <laughs> Her exact quote was, yeah, I, I did follow, file the, the articles of impeachment. Let's see how that goes. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It, it's now it's comical. Before, you know, I used to, like, read Twitter every day and see, okay, what crazy shit is Donald Trump saying today? So we're going to at least laugh at it and then be worried about it later. Now it's just like these Republicans are yeah. just saying shit and it's just comical. Because it's, it's like a caricature of themselves. They really are, because four years ago, when all these Democrats were sitting there saying, not my president, and they were all saying, too bad, yes he is, you live here. Now they're the same ones that are sitting there saying, not my president, bring back Trump. It's like, dude, how fucking, you know, <laughs> oxymoronic can you be? How hypocr hip you know, hypocritical can you be? It's, it's, yes. it's sad. It's so sad. I... I I don't like it. It sucks that I, you know, she did it because it's like a fundraising drive. She could get people to give money, but I, I just feel like remember two weeks ago when the government was almost overthrown for people talking this shit, like yeah. just hold, hold on to that for a month. Just give it a month before you do your stupid stunts again. Uh you know, I'm, know. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm hoping that there is no more stupid stunts. I'm hoping that, you know, they're just going to sit around on Twitter or, you know, Instagram or TikTok and just make stupid videos or stupid comments. 
yeah, fine. Go ahead and make your stupid comments. Go ahead and be stupid. That's fine. We're just going to go ahead and laugh at you. You know, I mean, I saw the other day a person's like, bring back my best friend with a picture of Donald Trump. I'm like, Jesus Christ. How? It's not that. I swear to God, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> Have you even met the man? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was pretty freaking funny. Uh, I, I almost pissed myself with how funny it was. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yeah, but. As a comedian, as a podcast host, as somebody who lives on the internet for a living, I, I can't help but laugh. You know, I, I can't help but try to make some type of sense of it all. You know, whether it's, you know, being able to take that ammunition and talk to politically driven bands like yourselves, or, yeah. you know, or like the other bands that I've talked to over the last few months, um, and just like, use that as ammunition to create a good conversation on the show or to create a good, you know, conversation for, a, you know, another show where I just make jokes all the damn time or whatever the case might be. But at the same time, it, in the back of my mind, I'm sitting there going, is this really real? I mean, are we, yeah. I mean, is the matrix, this is the fucking matrix. I mean, it really fucking is. I mean, <laughs> there's I a wish, glitch going on. I wish, you know, like uh, all the, all of this, like the just Donald Trump. I mean, he, I don't want to say he killed four hundred thousand people, but certainly we could have done some something more to stop this. Like even just him saying, "Hey, everybody, let's just wear masks. Let's just it may not work, but it may. So let's try it. Let's just do it." Yeah. How I, many people would have lived? Who knows. But what's even, um, I mean, what's really funny, and I don't want to say, take, take what you just said lightly, because it's not in any way, shape, or form, but the remarks from Fauci yesterday and today, you know, you know, now that I don't want to talk bad about the previous administration, but I'm not going to lie to you anymore. <laughs> I didn't want to have to contradict him, but you know what? Now it's going to be, we're going to be completely open and honest with you. Wait a minute. We know you haven't been, but thank you very much for admitting that. <laughs> I, I can't believe that dude kept his job. Like, I just, just seeing him behind Trump, you know, like, just putting his, his hand over his face, and, and you're like, he's going to get fired. But I, I, it, I think about medical ethics classes. Like, when you're in med school, how many years they're going to be talking about that guy's role. That like if he just spoke up and said, hey, dude, you're killing people or this is not working, you know, like we need a better plan and you need to tell people about wearing masks, he would have been fired and had no no influence at, you know, at all on, on the policy. Yeah. So. But I mean, at the same time, though, I mean, he did. <clears throat> pushed the envelope with Trump many, many times. I yeah. mean, there was many different times when Trump's sitting there standing behind him with this grumpy look on his face like this motherfucker. So, I mean, he he's the only one that pushed Trump's buttons that, he, that wasn't fired. Could he have pushed them more? Absolutely. But at the same time, he pushed the shit out of some buttons and still didn't get fired. So, yeah. And now he's coming out saying, sorry, I didn't want to have to, you know, lose my job but now we're gonna be honest with you so we're gonna let's, let's do our job it's like yeah. oh okay i i guess i kind of agree with you on that but that was not right but let's let's try to 
shake hands and sing kumbaya and get through this. Yeah, or would it would it have been worse though if he did, you know, like stand up to Trump and get fired? What, it would have been worse. I agree. I, th- I I think that guy's really smart, and he was just like, I I got to keep my job so I can influence the policy a little bit. Yeah, because what Trump would have done next is probably went to Texas and hired that one crazy lady that had that whatever her name was. I can't remember that that um, strip you know, strip mall doctor that was treating everybody yeah. with hydroxychloroquine. Yeah. And you would have hired her in a heartbeat. I just want you to say this and say exactly what I'm telling you to do. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. I got you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I, I admire Fauci with what he did and, um, and I'm hoping that, you know, he really does turn it around. I think he, I know he has the capabilities of doing so. How nice is it the, ever since Wednesday at noon to just feel your butthole unclench? Just to be like, ah, oh, we're probably not going to get nuked today. Or, you know, like what? I don't have to look on, on Twitter and see what dumbass shit he's, he's tweeting or what he said or who he's fired. We'll, or, we'll never have to worry about seeing that again, to be honest. <laughs> oh, so wonderful. Yeah, it is. So uh, wonderful. Thank you, Twitter. Um, but I can, one thing I did find funny, and I, and I don't, I, I can't remember like the last time I was, you know, excited to watch a um, inauguration, unless it was like 2008, but like, or 2009, excuse me. Um, but they inaugurated him like eight minutes early. <laughs> they- <laughs> yeah, it was like, it was like 1152 when he put his hand on that Bible. I was like, I think this is by design. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, I hope, that that clock went a little fast that day, and they were just like, "Hey, let's just get him out." Fuck it. <laughs> I hope I hope Donald Trump is aware of that. <laughs> you lost you lost eight minutes of your presidency. Yeah, but it didn't stop him from doing other crazy things, you know, and on his way out, like I, pardoning Little Wayne. Yeah. For a dr- okay. for a gun charge. Okay. Or what was the other? Um, There's some other rapper that he had pardoned as well. I can't remember who it was. Um, right. And then, but you know, he pardoned all these people, but he couldn't pardon Joe Exotic. <laughs> Come on, pardon the Tiger King. Come on. <laughs> I, I don't know why. Did you um, hear about what he did? What? Oh, that he had a limo pulled up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> in front of the, the jailhouse for like two days waiting for a pardon. He was that confident. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It was like some Dodge Durango limousine, like, Hemi thing. I don't even know, but oh, oh my, my God. Oh. So good. We just need to let him out. There, There's comedy <laughs> and hijink. I mean, that would be like... The, like <laughs> Some of the greatest television this man would produce. It'd be, it'd be, it would be untouchable. It's true. It's true. How, how much longer does he have on his sentence? Um, I don't remember how long he was sentenced to. Mm. Um, that's interesting. I'm, I'm, that's, I'm curious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's one of those things to where it, it's like, if, if you're going to do this for everybody else, you couldn't have done Joe Exotic too. Yeah, no. Cut us some slack here. I know. I mean, I'm sure his husband misses him, and 
You know, I'm sure the, the drug market and his drug kingpins, you know, that he used to buy his shit from miss him too. I'm um, sure. But um, the guy that bought his, fa- his farm, his zoo, was now um, had to give up all of the tigers. Like some Texas, uh, I think it was Texas or Oklahoma judge ruled that he has to give up every single tiger now. I don't know where he had to go, where they, where they give them to, but he yeah. has to give them all up. Holy cow. So, poor Joe. Poor Joe. Poor Joe. <laughs> I wonder if Carol Baskin is is uh, friends with Donald Donald John Trump. I was like, please, don't let this guy out. I'll donate to your next campaign. You know what? She lives in Florida. I, I yeah. wouldn't doubt it. I would not Maybe. doubt it. You know, I moved here to Virginia in 2016 from Florida. Did you? Yeah, I moved there from moved here from the Orlando area, and I, I could not get out of there fast enough. <laughs> Did you grow up there? So I'm originally from Ohio. I'm okay. I saw your Buckeyes tattoo. Yeah, I'm originally from Ohio. Um, I moved to Florida when I was seven or eight. I can't remember. Um, and then I moved here almost five years ago. Yeah, my whole family's from Ohio. I used to live in Bowling Green. Yeah, I, I was. Uh, Born and raised right outside of um, Cleveland in a little city called Lorraine. All right. All right. Right on freaking Lake Erie. My backyard was Lake Erie as a That's kid. That's nice. Oh, yeah. I, um, I miss going up there, though. Um, I haven't been there since my grandfather passed away um, back in 2014, 2014 when he passed away. And yeah. um, I, I, I miss it. I, I wish I could get up there more. Yeah, do a road trip going up there. I mean, it's only a five-hour drive now. It used to be 16 hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're from Florida. Yeah. Oh Man, my. I, like, about, what was it, like, three years ago, my sister decided to come out and stay with us for the summer. So her son is about the same age, but you're younger than my oldest. So they were probably about six and seven at the time. No, they were younger because we had a newborn. So my, my youngest was a baby. She was still in like a pack and play. And we had originally been like, all right, I saved up some money. We can go go to the beach. We'll go to the Outer Banks or something. It'll be a good vacation. But then my sister came and I was like, I, I can't afford this. She was still in school. So I was like, I gotta, I'm gonna be a good big brother. I'll pay for this. But I was like, how are we gonna go to the beach? We can't. And then somehow it dawned on me, Lake Erie. And so this is the worst vacation I've ever been on. We, we had just gotten like a, like a, one of those Volvo, like the, the SUVs, like a used XC90. So I had third row. Okay. It was cool. I was like, we're all going to go in here. We'll strap all our crap on the top and did that. And then went with these two, like a four-year-old, a five-year-old and a baby and my sister and my wife and I thinking like, we'll start in Cleveland. I'll go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Then we'll go to Cedar Point. We'll go to Putin Bay. So we go and then I'm just like, oh, I forgot how shitty Sandusky is. <laughs> <laughs> we went, so we're like, we'll go, we'll go, we'll go Putin Bay the first day and you know, it'll be, it'll be cool. It's nice kids the kids were monsters like we get out there just insane they nobody was sleeping the baby was keeping everybody up all night uh my my nephew was afraid of the merry-go-round and so i was like well 
you probably should not go to Cedar Point. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's some scarier things at Cedar Point no, than the merry-go-round. Oh man, like that All the... seventy-year-old freaking wooden roller coaster of the beast. Oh my god, that gosh. thing is so fucking rickety. <laughs> last time I oh, like last time I rode was like ten years ago. <laughs> I was like, yeah. this is not safe. We cannot. It's do not it. safe. It's not safe. They need to start making you sign a waiver to go on that thing. <laughs> no, but yeah. It, so we went to the beach. We went to uh, like to to so- somewhere, and I just turned to the left, and I'm like there's a nuclear power plant that we're downwind from. <laughs> I cut my hand on like a piece of glass in the water and I swear I got like, uh, like hepatitis from it, like from Lake Erie. You know what the sad thing about it is that power plant is actually not an Ohio power plant. It's a Michigan power plant. No. So it's, it's powering Michigan, but they put it in Ohio because they're just like, well, we're already messed up. Michigan, you know, that, you know, the, uh, the rivalry between Ohio and Michigan extends way beyond, you know, Ohio state versus Michigan. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> you know, Michigan tried to put like, you know, Michigan university in Ohio. I mean, that, I think it was like, wasn't it Sandusky or something like that? Originally? Really? Yeah. And that's how the, the rivalry started because they like they said no we this is our land and like no this is ours and then oh they wanted to put the, yeah the, the school there and then then, then they moving it but um th- there's more to that story but yeah i mean that they, they that rivalry is just it's ridiculous let's go ahead and put a nuclear power plant there for everything you see at cedar point <laughs> yeah but you don't get any of that power tonight's episode is brought to you by better help BetterHelp is an app that allows you to, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year, connect with your therapist to make sure that you're getting the best help possible. BetterHelp is different in the fact that you don't have to go to your Cigna or Blue Cross Blue Shield website, look through thousands and thousands of therapists in your area that may or may not be accepting new patients, and then have to wait weeks upon weeks to get into that waiting room, and then wait an hour or two to get to see that person in that waiting room only to find out that you don't connect on that personal level and they're not what you need. BetterHelp avoids all that. They connect you with a therapist and then you can choose right away whether or not you like them and decide whether or not you want to get a different one. BetterHelp is different because of that. And when you go to betterhelp.com forward slash SIPod, you get 10% off your first month. BetterHelp is the best therapy app out there today. There's nothing better. And I'm so grateful to be have connected with them because I use them. And as someone who speaks from a mental health perspective who has bipolar, it helps me every day. And I hope that they can help you as well. As a matter of fact, I know they can. So again, do yourself a favor. Go to betterhelp.com forward slash SIPod for 10% off your first month. Better help. You can't go wrong. Nope, you can watch it. Good job. Yeah. Good job, Ohio. <laughs> I do, oh I do miss it, though. I do miss it. I, I do miss fishing out on Lake Erie and trying to catch some yeah. uh, Lake Erie walleye or perch and grilling it up or frying it up with uh, some, you know. Uh, I, I do miss that. Or going hunting with my uncle, you know. But 
you know, I, I need to I, I I need to go up there again. I think I'm gonna go there this just summer. Drive, just drive up there. Yeah. It's good. I think I'm go gonna do that. Go before it gets too hot. But up there doesn't get hot. <laughs> I remember yeah. when my grandmother passed away. That was 2011, 2010, 2011. Yeah. Uh, me and my brother had drove up there. It was July of that year. She she had passed away. Um, and um, <laughs> we get there, and it's like 75 degrees in the shade. And me and my brother are just chilling. And it's oh, it's nice. It's doesn't. And they're all sitting there going, "Oh my god, it's so hot! <laughs> like it's seventy five. <laughs> it's the humidity, though. I know my and, and they live out um, where my grandparents used to live, right out in the middle of um, in Lima. So it's like all farm oh, yeah. country, you know, and just right in the middle of nothing. But they would just be like, "It's so hot. I can't do this. <laughs> like it's nothing. This is this is like." <laughs> this is beach weather, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lima, Ohio, it's a good place. Yeah, my uh, my uh, dad, you know, was born and raised there. He went to Elida High School. My yeah. uncle Kevin, same thing. Um, he was like a football star at the time, and you know, just like, uh, you know, what we have some pretty deep roots in Ohio, and I, and I, like I said, I, I need to make my way back and it's just it's like one of those things where it's like i haven't been there since my grandparents died um, yeah and it's just like it's it just eerie to me so on your way back when you hit pittsburgh you got to go to this uh it's an argentinian sandwich shop like they make this uh it's mostly like kind of steak sandwiches but you can get chicken or whatever i think they have vegetarian stuff if you don't eat meat it's called gauchos it's the best restaurant it's so good it's like it's usually standing room only because it's so packed. Really, it's so good. Yeah, I think I've heard of it. They they give you like this basket of fried potatoes, and then there's like four or five different things you can dip it in, and it's all like these different garlicky or onion chimichurris. Oh, it's so good. I think I said I, I, I would. I think I've heard of it. Yeah, that was the best part of my vacation is we went there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if I'm gonna go to Lima, I'm not gonna go through Pittsburgh though. I might just go oh, yeah. straight through right. West Virginia and go up yeah. through West Virginia. Especially if I'm gonna go visit Columbus first. All right. Can't can't not go to, you know and not go to Columbus. When's the last time you've been to Columbus? Um, was the year my grandfather passed away. It's it's really a cool place. It's so like there's. It's just hipster heaven there. It is. There's like so many cool record stores and restaurants and just cool shops. Yeah. It's I, cool. Um, the last time I went there when my grandfather passed away, I drove through um, Cincinnati and visited my aunt and uncle. Mm-hmm. Um, went and got some uh, good Ohio spaghetti um, or Ohio chili, whatever you want to call it. That's Skyline. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and then I went to Columbus and got some Donato's pizza. And then mm-hmm. I went over to um, Lima from there. Sweet man. Yeah. Um, so my roots go, pre- you know, so deep into Ohio. At one point in time, I think it was two thousand five, two thousand six. Um, Donato's Pizza had actually um, tried to expand and um, franchise out into Florida. Yeah. And when they came there, I was like, "Oh my god, my home pizzas!" You know. Pizza from Ohio. I went and went to work there. <laughs> you did. I was the store manager for one of the Donatos in Orlando. Oh, that's so cool, man. <laughs> yeah, but that they lasted all of like two years, three years tops. I can't remember. 
I mean, it was it was yeah. They got they got they got beat up pretty quickly. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. You think I, there's enough Buckeyes then in in uh, Florida that people would have taken to it pretty well? But no. it, I mean, they were pretty busy. The, at least yeah. the one I worked at. Um, but like some of the other ones weren't that busy at all. Uh, the yeah. one the one I worked at was right near um, the University of Central Florida, so college crowd. Yeah. But the other ones, nah, so much. <clears throat> Those are great management skills. Yeah, at yeah. least at that one. Yeah. <laughs> you did it. But I gave up that that business a long time ago. I never want to step yeah. foot in another restaurant and be another restaurant manager ever again. It's a hard. It's hard working in restaurants, and I can't imagine just being a manager, just dealing with trying to get people to to work and be to work on time and when people call out so you know. I, I worked after i left donato's i ended up going to work for hooters and i was at hooters for a year uh, yeah. before i left the restaurant business um uh-huh. that was in 2006 yeah it was 2006 yeah so um it was 2005 i was there 2006 i was at hooters and then i left all together and went went to retail after that um at the end of 2006 and i went to um Ended up going to work for Walmart, and I was at Walmart for ten years before yeah. I left and moved up here, um, and worked for a grocery train up here. And I just got out of the retail business back in July, and I've been doing this full time since July. So that's awesome. Yeah, I can't. I I, I never want to do retail again. I never want to do restaurants again. I never want to do anything else other than talk to people on the internet. It's <laughs> so cool, man. Yeah, I, I, I've been very lucky, but at the same time, it's just one of those things. Where it's like looking back at all the different things I had to put up with to get to the point where I'm at. It's just like, damn. Yeah. It's 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 a blessing and a curse. Well, you you could probably yeah. I mean, I I just I'm jealous of you that you you get to do this for a living. You know, that's that's really cool, man. Um, it, it's, it's not without its challenges. I mean, yeah. sometimes a sponsor will say, Hey, I, you know, you you didn't hit your mark this month or you didn't go, you know, 2% over what you did last month. So we're going to hold back a little bit. And it's like, wow. Oh shit. Okay. Now I'm like three or $400 short. Let me go Uber for a little bit. And so it, you know, I, I still have to go out and Uber occasionally, but you know, just to make up the difference if a sponsor falls through for a month, but it, it's, yeah. you know, it's not without its challenges, but it, it's definitely at the end of the day, it's worth it. Very cool. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, I'm, it is, I think I'm busier now than I ever was in retail. I mean, between talking to all these PR people and then having yeah. to wait for emails back um, and then sending them an email and then getting back and then doing this and then 10 more emails come in and they're all like, okay, well, how about we do this on this day? And it's like, I'm already booked. Can we do it for another, this day? <laughs> it's like yeah. this is constant coordination. If I could afford an assistant, I would, but you get I, there. Oh my God. Like today, my email was blowing up. I have normally I only do five shows in a week. I literally have 15 booked for next week. Christ. So like, I don't like, I can put out shows for three weeks after I get done next week. But no, I'm just gonna end up doing more the following week. I'm just gonna have like this whole catalog of done shows, and maybe it's take a break. Nice. It is, but at the same time, I'm just like, okay, maybe I'll take a break now. But no, I won't stop, and it's just gonna keep going and going and going and going and going. <clears throat> but it's, you know, 
that's the, the same logic that you guys had for you know building a you know taking four years to tinker with a record you know you yeah. guys wanted to put out the best product possible and, and that's right. how i figure it is the same thing it's like you know i'm gonna, if i'm gonna be on the air five days a week putting out five shows a week which i do you know monday through friday i want to make sure it's the best stuff out there and you know so if i got to run myself rampant you know and talk to 10 different freaking pr agents in a day and book this person one day and then you know maybe not so you know this person over here but it, it's all worth it especially when i get to talk to people like you and other people you know that uh represented by uh, earshot you know that whole indie band mentality i love that because i mean the the last year we haven't gotten anything from the big bands with the exception of maybe a Taylor Swift put out two albums and Miley put out an album and a couple other bands here and there, bring me the horizon, put out one, but like yeah. it wasn't a whole slew of albums last year. But then yeah. you look at the indie charts, indie bands were putting out music left and right last year. And it was, like, <clears throat> this is the year to be an indie band because now you're not competing sure. with the, you know, the Metallica's and the Avenged Sevenfolds of the world. Now you're just competing with, you know, the guy down the street, but he's going to support you just as much as you support him. So let's freaking do it. And it's yeah. fantastic. It's fantastic. I think the other good thing that will come out of this is people are going to be itching to see shows again. I think, you know, the nineties killed it for everybody because there were so many shows all the time. You know, you could go see your favorite band for five bucks twice a year. And I think people just took it for granted and got burned out on it. And then, uh, you know, and then, you know, whatever Napster happened and people started to have to charge more to, you know, for their sh tickets because they weren't making any money selling records. Yeah. So, but I think, I think what will come out of this is just people after a year and a half not seeing shows are really going to want to see shows and appreciate it again. Yeah. I mean, I never lost my appreciation for shows. I mean, in 2019, I went to 10 different concerts. Cool. Um, and three of them were the exact same band because I was like, every time they came through town, I'm like, I'm going to see them again. Um, That's cool. Yeah, I mean, they're just they're just that good of a band. Um, <clears throat> but it's like, I, I I took it for granted, even being able to go see ten different shows. I mean, because where I live at, I mean, it's everybody comes through town here. I mean, whether it's Baltimore or Silver Springs or DC, it's yeah. or even right up the road um, in. Uh, at the Jiffy Lube Live, which is not too far from me either, yeah. everyone comes through here. So I have a lot of I'm I'm honored the same type of privileges that I had down in Florida. You know, down in House of Blues and Hard Rock Cafe and blah 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 blah. I got that same type of treatment here, but I did take it for granted because I thought it was always going to be here. And you know, on September second or third, whatever day it was, the day before Labor Day of 2019, I'm sitting at you know. Um, the uh, Jiffy Lube Live watching uh, watching uh, Slipknot doing the Slipknot Roadshow. And I didn't, never thought six months from now, I'm not going to be able to say I saw a concert. And then a year right. later, a year and a half later, sitting there going, shit, when was the last time I saw a show? Oh my God, it was September of 2019. Jeez. And that is sad. I mean, and on the other front, I mean, being a stand-up, you know, being able to drive to D.C. on a Monday night to go do an open mic 
and then on a Friday night having an actual book show, and then maybe going to do another open mic the other day, and then being able to, I, I can't do that either. Yeah. I, I hope people just really, the takeaway from all this is that they really want to see shows, see comedians, like all that support will come back. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's going to be across the board once it comes back. Like, yeah. theaters and small concert venues are going to so. be completely sold out. I mean, everything from Broadway and, you know, the ballet to comedy yeah. and metal shows are just going to be sold out across the board. If you're not yeah. on Ticketmaster or, or freaking, you know, um, whatever that other uh, one is, uh, Live Nation, like, yeah. the moment they go on sale, you're not getting a ticket. I hope you're right, man. It would be so cool. It really will be. And, you know, I think it's going to open up the doors for more festivals, I think. I miss festivals. Like, what, what happened to that? Warp Tour just, they, they did their last uh, their last tour. Was it last? Not last year. It was 2019. year before. It was 2019, 2019 yeah. They did their last tour that summer. Um, now, they're still gonna, now, they're still going to be doing Warp Tour, but it's not going to be a tour anymore. It's just going to be a one-time show i think it's wherever they decide to be at that year like like Lollapalooza used to do all the different touring and then they're like okay we're just gonna do one show at a time and here it is and i think that's what they're gonna do but yeah. it's not gonna be the same but like you've got sonic temple which used to be rock on the range and columbus um then you've got carolina rebellion you've got coachella obviously um rocklahoma um, Houston Open Air, then Detroit Open Air, then you've got uh, the one in California. Um, I can't remember what it's called. Um, and then you got one, two in Florida. One's in Jacksonville, and the other one's in like West Palm Beach. I can't remember the name yeah. of those. Um, but that's all I can really. And then there's a few smaller ones here and there, but those are the major ones every year. But those all but, take place in May, so you can't even like tour uh, to different ones. Yeah, it used to just be for us. We would just play festivals. We would play festivals all summer long. We there was like twenty festivals we would play, or like the Warp Tour. You know, being on the Warp Tour, you you would go for three months playing every day, just festivals, just the Warp Tour every day. Yeah, I miss that. That was cool. Yeah, I mean, I do miss that. I mean, in the, especially in the 90s and 2000s, <laughs> Warp Tour and OzFest and everything else like that. I mean, yeah. there was so much good stuff back then. I mean, then yeah. in Orlando, I mean, there's still that festival that they put on by the local concert, uh, by the local station every year, which is called Earth Day Birthday. That still goes on. So, like, yeah. and then in uh, Tampa, they do one called um, 98 Rock Fest. So, like, you know, every year I get to go to four different festivals plus all the different concerts that used to go through town. But yeah. now now you don't now you don't get that. You have to actually travel to the different, you know, if I want to go see a, a you know, a three-day show, I got to go to Ohio, which yeah. it's an excuse to go to Ohio. But, I mean, I would love to go to Rock on the Range or, excuse me, Sonic Temple now is whatever it's called. So, you know, um, that's just, you know, but it, it sucks. But at the same time, it's it's cool that they still exist, but I wish there was more traveling tours yeah yeah I, I just don't think they can pay the bands because they they're not selling records anymore 
you know, yeah. so it's like, how, how do you make it work? Yeah, I mean, even if you think about it, you know, on like, for example, Rock on the Range or, you know, it's a three or four day festival, you know, it's 120 bucks a person, you know, you sell 20,000 tickets, you, you know, made it, and then on top of that, sponsorships and other stuff like that, but at the end of the day, after you pay Metallica for headlining, you know, and all the other the other three headliners that you had, how much at the end of the day are you actually pocketing? Right. I mean, that's how much do those guys make for a show? Do they make a million bucks? Do they make it back in merch? I don't know. Oh, I'm, I'm almost positive Metallica is a minimum of a million right. just to just to get up and show up. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know the exact for that, but I, I would assume for a um, a festival, they're at least a million. Yeah, it would have to be. That's good money. I don't think uh, I don't think I'd be working as a nurse anymore if I could just do one of those shows. <laughs> yeah, do it one time and be like, I'm set. I'm good. Yeah, I'm set. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna buy a Taco Bell and then uh, I'll just live off that. And if I get hungry, I can just eat a spicy bean burrito. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, I, that's you know that's the only way I would ever go back into a restaurant if I had the money to franchise a Taco Bell. If you owned a Taco Bell, yes. hell yeah! But I would never. I wouldn't. I would go in maybe once a week to say, "Hey, how's it going?" Yeah. <laughs> and then go back home. Yeah, give me a couple tacos while I'm there. Check up on your manager. It's like everything good. You got, can I get a twelve pack tacos? <laughs> I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Especially. <laughs> You get in a state that legalizes marijuana, then you're you're set at Taco Bell. Oh, and for you and I, it's coming this year. I hope so. It's uh, did they legalize? Are they they decriminalize possession? Yes, that, any... that was October first of last year. Um, yeah. Possession got decriminalized for up to an ounce. It's only like a twenty five dollar fine. Um, and yeah. then medicinal got approved at that same time. However, yeah. like in Northern Virginia, there's not a single dispensary yet. So it's, it's completely pointless. So luckily Maryland and um, Virginia have an agreement to where if you have a Virginia card, you can go to Maryland and go to one of their okay. dispensaries. But at the same time, it's like, I don't want to go to Maryland every time. So I haven't even gotten a medical card yet. Um, even though I, I qualify for one exponentially uh yeah. but it's like no i'll just continue to use cbd until you know until that comes through but i'm hoping northam pulls it through for us because i mean that yeah that would be a, a huge thing for us it's so good just i mean it, it, even if you don't uh, indulge in in it it's so good for the economy and just like for the criminal justice system just to take take that all off the books you know, in Colorado, they, the first three or four years, they had just money to burn. And yeah, I think I heard something like a $100 million surplus or something along those lines. Right. At the end of that year three, like something ridiculous. I, I might be wrong on right. that number, but it was some ridiculous million dollar number of a surplus. Oh, yeah. And it, like, that's like every, every school, they're just like, uh, do you have a laptop? Well, do you have an iPad? Well, here you go. You know, like the kids are just getting like the best technology. They're paying their teachers more, probably still not paying them what they deserve, but um, 
that and they had a hundred million dollar surplus after that. Yeah, it's they. Yeah, Colorado. <laughs> However, Washington to, or Seattle at least took it a little too far this year with basically decriminalizing everything. <laughs> <laughs> I I only read headlines on that, so I'm not quite sure what happened. I just would see like memes about them, like, "Hey, cocaine is legal." <laughs> it's like one gram, or it's like some small amount. It's not like for for real. Yeah, it's like a 25, 30, 45 dollar, 55, whatever it is, fine for anything less than like a small amount. It's like a gram or I can't even remember, but it's it's some small amount, but everything, crack, cocaine, you know, heroin, the whole nine is, is decriminalized to a certain degree. It's 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 like I said, it's a very small amount, but at the same time it's like that's a little too far, guys. <laughs> it seems a bit too far. Yeah, I mean Marijuana and mushrooms. That's 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 I think the extent. I, I think we should leave it at. Well, if it comes because, from the ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean it there's not you don't have social issues that you have even with alcohol, you know, that you have with marijuana and, and shrooms that and people just enjoy themselves. You know, they don't they don't get up and beat their kids. They don't uh, you know, they they're not driving hundred miles per hour in the wrong lane. It's all of the social issues that we have surrounding alcohol, I think, can be decreased, I think, just by making those two things legal. Well, I, I, to go even further than that, um, <clears throat> being someone that suffers from mental health issues, um, yeah. I'm bipolar. I've su suffered, uh, you know, suicidal thoughts and survived two suicide attempts and everything else in between. When I look at, you know decriminalizing legalizing marijuana it's like okay that those there's so many different things that it treats as far as anxiety depression blah 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 but then looking at mushrooms mushrooms actually like reset your brain uh, and the reset the brain chemicals so if you're having yeah. like a major panic attack and take a shroom it almost immediately stops yeah you're gonna have a trip for a little bit but when you come out of it your brain is gonna be basically reset back to quote unquote normal in ways that Lexapro or Zoloft or Xanax can never do for you. And it's like, cool. why is this not legal? Oh, I know why, because Pfizer doesn't make it. <laughs> Pfizer doesn't have a mushroom field outside. They made enough of Viagra. They're going to be fine. Yeah. But which <laughs> I made this joke the other day. Um, you know, when you have depression, you know, most of the time, you get to subscribe, subscribe, prescribed, you know, Lexapro or Zoloft, which has sexual side effects. So it's like, you know, A, you, you take this and this will help your depression, but you're going to be more depressed that you can't get it up. So here, take this <laughs> other pill too. And then you're, you're, you're cured. So take the Viagra, which by the way, isn't covered for on insurance. So you have to spend like a hundred dollars for like a pill. But, oh my God. <laughs> it's, it's the most ridiculous shit ever. I hate our freaking system. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Agreed. I, I could talk about how messed up our healthcare system is for so many hours. Oh my God. You're not the only one, especially, like I said, for someone that has to deal with it the way I have to deal with it. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I had a therapist on the other day and we were talking about this exact subject and we were talking about like the difference between a therapist and a psychiatrist. And, you know, the psychiatrist literally just says, oh, what's wrong with you? OK, here's your pills. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And doesn't even care how you're feeling or anything else like that. And then 
your therapist doesn't even, you know, nine times out of ten work with the psychiatrist. You got to kind of be the in-between person. Why, why do I have to be the in-between person? It's, <laughs> it's like, I don't even see a psychiatrist anymore. My family doctor takes care of my medicine, and he actually talks to my therapist, so it works out great. But, like, I, great. but I can go to see a psychiatrist. <laughs> nope, not even touching it. Yeah, there's our medical system is so jacked, it's not even funny. Yeah, they usually just want to make sure, they'll talk to you to make sure you're not having suicidal ideations and then be like, okay, well, how about this drug? <laughs> yeah, um, I, I I never went to a psychiatrist and I refuse to. Um, therapy, I do, not psychiatry. Yeah, I mean, no, I don't want to dog on those guys, but like our entire mental health system in this country got gutted by Reagan and it's never never returned you know we just everything is just kind of slapdash it yeah. does not yeah it doesn't really serve serve us and most most insurance companies don't cover for mental health still yeah i mean and, and it's it's either it doesn't cover it or it's considered a specialty and you have to yeah. pay the twice the amount of a normal deductible yeah. so you're spending 40 dollars a week to go see somebody or 40 dollars every other week on top of your medications, which means you take medications for more stuff because now this isn't working or anything else like that. It's just like, oh, come on. This is this is stupid. Yeah. Or, or you self-medicate with alcohol and weed. Again, I, I, I am fully for self-medicating with weed. Please <laughs> do it. Smoke up, man. Smoke up. I mean, <laughs> I have no harm in saying that I do, so whatever. Um, I don't work. <laughs> There's no drug tests. No drug tests at, at um at DCK Productions. Um yeah. that's all I gotta say. Yeah, what am I gonna do? Fire myself? <laughs> it's hard. Sometimes you have to, but it's it's hard. It's a hard decision. Oh, Who Derek, wants to have that talk with themselves? Derek, it's time for a random drug test. Nah, I'm not doing it. Okay, cool. <laughs> you know what the Derek, did you read the policy here in the handbook? It says if you refuse. I wrote that policy. Damn it. <laughs> I got to erase it. It's, it's written in pencil. <laughs> uh, dude, I've had a, a great time talking to you, man. It's been all over it's the place. Been, I love yeah, man, It's been really good. Time I, to lo- you. I love, I love these types of conversations. Cause yeah, we talked about the music for a little bit, but you know, you're going to talk about the music to 10 other different podcasters that Mike set you up with. <laughs> Why not have a conversation about everything else in between and get my audience to actually get to know who you, the real person behind the microphone. Um, and, and that's what I love doing here. Yeah. We're going to promote your stuff and we're going to talk about it here in a second again, but at the same time, everything else that we've talked about is who you are and that makes your music more relatable. And that's how I like to do things here. So thanks for coming awesome. along with me on that, that journey that hasn't been too much music talk, but everything else in between. Yeah, Derek. Thank you. Hey dude, no problem. But um, like I said before, um, in my opening monologue, I, I have listened to the whole album a couple different times. Um, and it is, so I'm, so let me go ahead and for anyone who hasn't heard five iron frenzy before, even though in 25 years, if you've never heard one of their songs, that's a problem. Um, but here's my interpretation from, them. I've heard them before, but I've never listened to an album cover to cover multiple times the way I have in this last week. Okay. Um, and I'm a hardcore metal guy. Thanks for that. And 
the the way you infuse ska with rock and it, it, there's even elements of metal. I mean, there's distortion on your guitars as as hard as Avenged Sevenfold and Metallica. But then you've got that the the horn section. You've got that the way you sing and everything else in between. It is an eclectic mix of like everything I love, and it just it's so fucking groovy and hard hitting at the same time. I absolutely fucking love it, man. Especially this album. It's so fucking it hits on so many different levels. It's so fucking badass. And you guys, you know, the four years was well deserved because this shit is fucking great. Thanks, man. Yeah, so, we 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 cut our teeth as a metal band. We were in a thrash metal band before four of us and then uh we we it was it ended up turning into like a industrial type thing because we couldn't get a drummer so we just started programming stuff and then added samples and uh we finally found andy and we're like this guy's a really good drummer i think he could play along to this to the to our pre-programmed drum tracks or whatever and listen to a click track and homeboy at the time, this is 95, he hit so hard he couldn't hear anything in his headphones. And, you know, there's no way we could have afforded in-ears at that time. You know, we played a show like maybe once a month for, for gas money. And um, so we just started goofing around. We had to cut out all the, all the synthesizer and all the samples and stuff. And what we liked at the time was punk and ska. And so we just started goofing around and then we we're like, let's do this. So Fiverr was born out of that, but we all love metal. Yeah. And it, like I said, it shows, like I said, I've heard songs about you guys before and I've known who you guys were for a long time. Um, like I said, I mean, you guys started playing music when I was in high school. So, I mean, I, I was obviously going to come across your stuff at some point in time. Um, but like I said, this was the first time I've ever sat down and said, okay, I'm going to listen to this whole album cover to cover multiple times. And I did. And like I said, this album fucking rocks hard. And, yes, but at the same time, it's got that groovy ska sound. But at the same time, it's that, it still has that hard, you know, you know, guitar sound where you can bob your head too. And it's just like, yes. So, you know, you guys with, with what you did with this album until this shakes apart is fantastic and i just got nothing but love for you to say that man thanks man so guys stream it links are down below um it's fantastic stream it spotify apple you know amazon everywhere else in between buy it it's fantastic um 13 songs of just nothing but hard-hitting good music um and like i said it's not metal it's it's not even sky it's just it's just music, and that's what I love about it. It, it. it doesn't fall into one classification. You hear the influences of everything, and I and I like that. And I think you guys pulled it off really, really well. Thank you. Yeah, even with your older stuff. I mean, I went back and listened to some of the older stuff today to get ready for this interview. And um, I was just like, damn, they, they're just good. You know, just <laughs> good. Thank I mean, you. <laughs> I mean, there's no way around it. And... Um, so, you know, from somebody who suffers from mental health issues and uses music as an outlet um, and is constantly seeking out new music. And this past year has been difficult, except for finding, you know, floods and floods and floods of, uh, you know, indie bands. Thank you very much for giving me something new to listen to. And the thousands of others that deal with the same type of issues that I deal with. 
you know, something new to listen to to take our mind off of our daily life and that, just allow us to, you know, enjoy fucking good music. So thank you. Thank you. That's <laughs> I don't feel like we deserve all that, but thank you. You know what? I mean, good music does that for me. You know, I can list. I find a good song, and then it's like I don't care if it's relatable or not. If it's just a good song and it takes my mind off of it, you know, the lyrics could have nothing to do with what I'm dealing with. But if it's just a good song and I can relate, at least relate to the lyrics in some which way, shape, or form, and have a good, you know, rhythm behind it, it's like it takes my mind off of it. But you know, and I will go to that song constantly every time I'm having a down day. But after a certain while, that song just loses that effect and. It's nice to be able to find new songs to be able to cling to when I'm having my depressive days. And there's many different songs on this album that I could do that with. And I, I plan on doing that with. I did it today because I was having a down day most of the day. And so I came on the air with you, which completely cheered me up. So thank you for that. Um, you know, and again, it's the, the power of music is way. It transcends what you listen to in your ear. It goes way beyond that, and when you find a good band that understands that and isn't a, you know, just pumping out music and new songs every six months, you know, taking four years to make sure that they give you the best album that they possibly fucking can, that deserves all every ounce of credit that you guys get. So thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say after that. Thank you, though. Dude, again, it's my fucking pleasure. It, 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 there's no no two ways around it. Um, I, I hope this album, you know, does a lot for you guys. Um, I can't wait to uh, um, see what you guys do next. Um, but again, just keep fucking doing it. And I hope, like like you said, you know, in your last interviewer that was posted in the the press release, you know, here's to another twenty five fucking years. Um, you guys did it, did it once. You can definitely do it again, and I'm gonna be. You found in yourself a new fan, even though I was a fan before. I'm now more right, more man. of a fan than I've ever have been before, and so thank you for that. All right, we got to get up there and play like the 9:30 club and get you on the guest list. Hell yeah, let's do it. All right, but yeah, so we'll definitely keep in touch, and you know, Mike's my PR guy too, so we'll be doing. We're, right. we're, we're we run in the same family, so um, we will uh, talk again soon, brother, and I I really do Very appreciate cool. it. Thanks, Derek. It's been really nice talking to you, man. It really has been, and it's nice to meet another Marvel nerd that I can nerd out All with right, for a little dude. bit, too. <laughs> All right. All right, man. Well, you have a good rest of your night. Um, good luck with your family and everything else in between. Stay safe. I know you're a nurse, so stay safe out there, and um, enjoy your weekend, man. Thanks, man. You, too. No problem. Take you care. You, too. Bye-bye. See ya. All right, guys, and that's our show. Thank you very much for being here this week. It's been a fucking wild ride, and next week is going to continue on with the same shit. Um, next week is going to be a little bit different. Um, like I said, I got a bunch of interviews already scheduled. However, it's going to be mostly mental health related, a lot of authors, a lot of survivors and stuff like that. I'm kind of taking a shift from music next week to kind of focus in on you know, mental health, which is something I've been lacking lately um but same time music will come back the following week but next week's all mental health so come back monday night eight o'clock east 5 p.m west for another fucking edition of the show but until then stay happy stay healthy and as always stay fucking heavy we'll see you guys next week peace